Every mistake is an opportunity to learn. Even those whack exes and lame situationships you endured. This podcast helps single black millennials date smarter by sharing stories of what not to do in dating. Join me, Randy, as I talk with black millennials about the dating lessons they've learned and the mistakes they never want to make again. This is Situationships Podcast, and I'm your host, Randy. Hey, y'all. This is Randy. On this week's episode, I talked with Rache, a 31-year-old who shares her experience entering very quickly into a relationship with someone who was just getting out of a relationship and who was very much still teasing his life apart from his ex. We talk about why being a rebound usually ain't it and the role self-worth plays in setting and enforcing boundaries in dating. In the Do Better Corner, Rache shares an instance where she may or may not have been waiting on the front porch for a nigga to get home. If you have a friend who could use some dating advice, please share this episode with them. Get Situationships Podcast merch and early access to podcast episodes by becoming a Situationships Podcast Patreon on patreon.com slash situationshipspod. And lastly, let's connect on social media. You can find me at situationshipspod on Instagram and Facebook and at situationspod on Twitter. All right. I hope you enjoyed the episode. So we did a little chat, a little debrief beforehand. So I know you have some lessons and insight to share with the Situationships podcast audience. Um, so let's start with like a little bit of background. How about you kind of lay the groundwork for this lesson that you've learned through your dating experience? Okay. Um, all right. Well, let's get into it. So my... Lessons really stem from my previous relationship, which has now been over for several years. Um, And ultimately, that relationship was just extremely toxic. We started off as friends and really just kind of dove into essentially a situationship that was not a good idea, like mm. not even a little bit. Um, we, it kind of started, like I said, we were friends. We had worked together for some time and um, he was just getting out of a relationship and I was what I thought to be just kind of in a really good space um, as far as like life and all of those things. I felt like, hey, I'm ready to jump back in and start dating again. Um, and so I kind of trusted, um, what I presumed to be his sincerity in wanting to develop something serious with me. Um, but it was just foiled by drama after drama from not being able to let go of previous relationships and all of that just transcended throughout our entire on and off, like two two to three year um, relationship where he was just dishonest. There was constantly like an ex-girlfriend or another girl in the picture. Um, And that really kind of laid the groundwork for me and how I am now with dating and what I'm willing to tolerate Um, and really just having to take accountability for myself. Um, So I, say all of that to say that, yes, that was like the worst relationship I have probably ever been in. But at the same time, it was very much like, after reflecting on that, I was like, okay, this person did really shitty things to you. Mm-hmm. If we're not supposed to cuss. No, you can, you can say all the words. <laughs> <laughs> so like, this person did really shitty things to you. But where were you? in the midst of all of that, like, Mm. I I needed to hold myself accountable, because it's like, yeah, he was doing this, but you were letting him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, Uh, so, so before we get too deep into that, I'm curious, 
because you say that you guys are friends first. And I've like, I've actually more recently been under the impression that like friendship is a good place to start with like a relationship. So what, I guess, how did you guys go from friends to more than friends? Um, so he just kind of started being really sweet and doing really nice things and just being like, Hey, um, can I call you? So full disclosure, we started off as coworkers. Mm-hmm. Um, and so as coworkers, we developed a good working relationship that was a good friendship. Um, and then from there, it was like, hey, can I get your phone number under the pretense of like, I might need you to cover a shift for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think that... I hate to like bash people, but like, girl, he, it felt manipulative. Like you developed this friendship with me and you weren't quite ready for what the next steps were. Mm. And so instead of just allowing that friendship to play out and just you preparing yourself to really be ready for a relationship with anyone you opted not to do that. And so um, he just kind of rushed into things, whereas really you should have taken that time to like chill from your breakup, fix whatever it is that you needed to fix, work on whatever it is that you need to work on before trying to jump into something with me. And I think that that was also um, – a way of him just trying to like be the first person to move on from yeah girlfriend yeah so that's yeah that sounds shitty because like it sounds like you were a rebound essentially yeah um and like i don't know like you were used to as a as a pawn in his like game of getting over his ex or getting back at his ex or whatever which is like Mm -hmm. it's not to say that like you can't date or whatever after you break up with someone but to not be like fully transparent about where you are emotionally and and all that stuff that's not cool yeah and again going back to like having to hold myself accountable I feel like a part of me knew those things yeah um, to an extent and this will go into when we talk about also things that I've learned but I don't know why there's like sometimes this innate desire to want to fix people um, and feel like, okay, well, I can help you work through this and it will ultimately like make our relationship better. And that girl, that's dumb. (laughs) That doesn't even make sense. No, but I also think it, <laughs> I also think it's super common for women. I think a lot of women want to be fixers and nurturers and 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 I've heard other people say this too like women are so good at seeing the potential in somebody and seeing what a man could be. But like what is who is this nigga today? Cuz that's who you got to live with today. Hello. Hello, who is he today? Because if he is not who you need him to be or want him to be today like sis let it go right so I guess when did you start to notice that things weren't like going along a path that you were happy with and you're like on and off or whatever dating situation with this guy so this is embarrassing (laughs) but like in almost immediately really yeah like I I knew that this was not going to work out. But again, it was like the potential, the excitement, the Mm -hmm. let me fix you. Mm -hmm. I mean, I even got advice from close like family members. And I mean, you know how close I am with my family. They were like straight up, don't date him. He's not him. Like it's not going to work, yada, yada, yada. And I'm like, oh, okay, I'm going to do what I want anyway because I'm grown. Right. (laughs) (laughs) And yeah, almost immediately because, again, it was this rebound situation and it felt very much like a love triangle. 
mm-hmm. that I was actively allowing myself to participate in and yeah. don't really have a reason for why I allowed that. That's okay. So I, I don't even know how to formulate this question because you say you don't know why you allowed that. Mm-hmm. But like, if you had to guess, if you had to like, pull something out that you think like where your mindset was in that situation. Cause I know like when I, when I've looked back at situations that I've been in that like I knew early on shit wasn't right. Yeah. I think part of it was lying to myself and saying, well, I'm just, I'm just having fun. Like, I just want to like enjoy somebody. just want to have somebody to text, you know, somebody to hang out with. Um, knowing that like there's the full potential for me to catch feelings I think sometimes I have wanted the attention Mm -hmm. um I've wanted to not be lonely um so I guess I don't know like do any of those things resonate with you like your experience when you can think back on it so in thinking back on it like honestly I probably it was because a part of me was like of course he would pick me, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, I, mm-hmm. Like, oh, no, like, hands down, I would be the winner. I'm popping. <laughs> right. Like, and, yeah, I just, I guess because I wanted to, and I just felt like, okay, this will phase out, and we'll move on from it together. Um, but um, that didn't happen. <laughs> So are there like, can you think of any specific like instances or situations where you started to know like this, this ain't it? Like what, like what specifically happened that like let you know that this was like a love triangle, that this, like you were being a, re- like you were playing the the role of rebound for him. So like, are there any, I guess, instances that you can like recall? Yeah. Um, I always knew. So he was very, he wasn't even good at, um, what's the word I'm looking for? He wasn't even good at being, uh, at hiding whatever it is that he was doing. Mm. So very early on, it was like other people coming to me like, oh, so-and-so was with so-and-so this past weekend and everything would always align because there would be moments where he would drop off the face of the earth Mm -hmm. and I would like be texting or calling and I, we wouldn't talk for like three days and then he would just pop back up and I would be like, are you still seeing her? Are you still talking to her? Like Mm -hmm. what? is happening and there really wasn't a moment where he was not forthcoming after the fact about it mm-hmm. like it's kind of like yeah but we'll talk about it later um i remember actually like going to his house and him literally being like i can't get over her Oh, wow. Yeah. And me being like, okay, at that moment, convincing myself that I could take a step back and that we could just be friends. And like, I have been there before. I understand what it's like to feel heartbroken and all of those things. And I remember being a support to him while he was telling me, like, this is how I feel about this other person. Um, so it was constantly things like that, like me catching him in lies. Um, there was a time where he went out of town, like he was working out of town and I hadn't heard from him. And a friend of mine was like, yeah, I think she's with him. Wow. And like me confronting him and him being like, yeah, but we can talk about this later. Hello? Excuse me? What? <laughs> and isn't that crazy? And it's like y'all went out of town together. 
Yeah. And, we, and we're going to talk about it later. And we're going to talk about it later. And that was kind of the trajectory of how things always played out where it was like, yeah, I am doing this, but I'll talk to you about it later. And us talking about it later and me still not really putting my foot down and just leaving. Yeah. That's really hard. It's funny because your situation reminds me of like a similar situation I had a couple of years ago where I had met this dude and we had like started hanging out pretty heavy. Um, And then like after two months of quote unquote dating, talking, whatever, getting to know each other, I like found out that he had just broken up with his girlfriend of four years um like a couple of months before i met him and been a deal breaker exactly and not only like had it been you know a fairly new breakup he wanted to marry her um she broke up with him so it wasn't like you know like he still wanted to be with her but she didn't want to be with him he had like and it's funny because that's one thing i learned i learned i need to ask all the questions up front them Um, then when you think you've asked all the questions you still left some out absolutely absolutely and it's funny because I also so I like can still remember sitting at this restaurant and like talking to him about his past relationships and asking like a too too vague of a question and knowing that I was asking too vague of a question (laughs) knowing that I wasn't getting to the white meat like getting down to the nitty-gritty of like what are the specifics and kind of just not wanting to know you know um because I wanted to just keep living the life that we was living and 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 doing things how we were and not really wanting to be confronted with the truth and being afraid of what his response would be if I asked a two-pointed of a question you know yes and I think that is one of the things that women do a lot of is not always being straightforward enough because We don't really want the answer. We already know the answer. Mm-hmm. We don't, we just, we don't want it because the alternative is getting that answer. And then what are you doing with that information? And so yeah, for me, yeah, yeah. it turned into why are we even doing this? Because what am I doing with this information? Yeah. Yeah. Cause then you're, then it's on you. Then it's your responsibility to act on it. And if you continue to put yourself in the situation or continue to put yourself in a situation where your emotions are on the line, it's Mm -hmm. like, then your responsibility, like it's, it's your fault. uh, Like in a way that you got hurt, if you knew and you continue to like put your feelings out there, then I, there's really nobody to blame but yourself, you know? Yeah. Which it like it goes back to me saying that I had to learn to hold myself accountable. Mm-hmm. I could go on and on and on about my previous relationship, but I was not holding myself accountable. I was not abiding by standards. I don't even know if I had set standards and learned to set standards for myself yeah. at the time. Um, and again, I thought it was like, well, our mutual friends really want him to get himself together for me. Um, I've met his family. He's said, I love you. Like all of these things were happening simultaneously while he was still being like raggedy as fuck. Right. (laughs) Um, but I, I guess I chose to really dwell on well, he said he loved me. Well, I met his family. I X, Y, and Z. And so that is what I held on to for so much of that situation. You know, another another thing that I think that is really interesting is people often say, like, actions speak louder than words. Mm-hmm. And you have to pay attention to their actions and what they do. Um, but I feel like that's such a, like... That can be tricky, right? Because you have to pay attention to both and you have to pay attention to them both in context, like in the greater scheme. Because a nigga will tell you he don't want to be with you or that he's like still figuring out his shit or still not over his ex or whatever, but then behave in a way that makes him seem like he want to be with you. 
Yes. So it's like so- he'll introduce you to his family or right. whatever y'all did. Like, Why did I need to meet them? Exactly. Exactly. And so it's like, it's about being, I think, a little bit more objective, which is hard when you're in the mix and your feelings are involved and you're when it's you but like because that was a situation where it's like okay yes you introduced me to your family and that might mean something but you're still untangling yourself from this previous relationship and both of those things are contra like they contradict each other and so Mm -hmm. I have to go with the one that honestly is more painful but is probably gonna protect me in the long run you know exactly and I clearly didn't do that no and also like it's funny because the one thing I always like feel like when I'm talking to people for the podcast is like girl I've done the same thing like multiple (laughs) times like repeatedly in my past and I just feel like we're all like going through the same shit making the same dumb mistakes and yeah um that it's just like life it's just I don't know it's super common um so I guess go ahead feel a little bit better because it's like I'm glad I'm not being out right. here like dumb by myself. <laughs> Girl, we all like so many of us out here are dumb. I'm still like I'm less dumb, but I'm still very dumb. I'm aware of my dumbness. Yeah, I'm um, way dumb, but girl, still dumb. Right. No. <laughs> Boots. Um so I guess one of the things that you also said in your like pre-interview whatever questionnaire is you realize that you were the only one trying to make it work. Mm-hmm. And I guess, like, what did that look like and what did that feel like for you? Um, it just, it felt like I was, like, really willing to fight for a relationship and it didn't feel mutual, right? Like, I was willing to be like, okay, well, what do we need to do to make this work. Like, let's talk about it. Let's whatever. Um, I was really willing to fight for it. And he was just so nonchalant about it at times that it was like, okay, do I, not even do I, it just led me to push and fight harder. Um, But yeah, like we were never really on the same page, Mm. like no matter what, I don't know, we were just never on the same page. I don't think that if he were honest, he were, he was ready for what I thought I was ready for at the time. Yeah. Um, but I find that I do that often in or did that often in previous relationships where I'm willing to put in the work. Um, but I'm learning that you cannot, you literally cannot put in the work by yourself. Yeah. yeah. Um, and having to kind of pick up on that early on. Um that's I think that's a really interesting point because I think I think women in particular and I this is like I always want to give the disclaimer that like not all men not all women but I do think it tends to be women who are willing to do the work right Mm -hmm. and 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 doing the work is going to be important at some point but we're always willing to do the work before we've proven that you're worth doing the work for Yes. Like you're worthy of my time, attention, energy, and effort. Mm-hmm. Like we doing the work off jump. You know what I mean? When there ain't nothing really to work for yet. We should still just be getting to know each other and like just being nice to each other, you know? Um, but we like fighting when like I just met you or we're just still or or whatever. Like even if it's been a minute, you don't seem to be doing the work. So why am I still doing the work? You know? Exactly. I, there's no reason for me to be doing the work. You haven't even, I don't even know if you like me. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. 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 And that's why I want, and that's like, it's funny. And and there's no like silver bullet. There's no right answer. But that's Mm -hmm. one thing I know I want to do or am trying to do as I date now is just to slow down and to take some of the pressure, a lot of the pressure off, like, (laughs) 
a courtship, a getting to know somebody situation, because I mean, if you like, if you look at my life historically, it's not going to work out. Like the, the, if you look like at the odds, it probably not going to work out. You probably ain't shit. So let's, you know, just pump the brakes a little bit. Um, I probably picked another loser. Right. Exactly. Like you might, you know, you might be shit, but who knows? And until we know, let's just cool, cool our, our heels a little bit. And uh, like, and it's funny because I think about you when I like, when I date now, because even though like, I don't, you know, I think you're really good at putting on a, a demeanor of like setting really high standards for yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the thing now that I think about when I date that reminds me of you is like, I need you to work for it. I need you to work for me. I need you to work for my time and attention and energy. And that doesn't necessarily mean that you have to like, it's not for me particular. It's not, it's not like a, um, a spending money thing. Like that's part of it, but it's not all about how much money you spend. It's about like you making an intentional effort to get to know me, to pursue me. Um, Cause I always feel like, I end up chasing after these niggas and it's not cute. Um, Let me tell you something. These men think they are the prize. And I have had to remind myself that like, "Mm, well, that's not quite Mm -hmm. like I, you can be a little bit of the prize. I'm the grand prize. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) I like that. I'm the grand prize. And I, there's nothing wrong with recognizing that someone is just not meeting you where you are. We as women have to stop lowering the bar for ourselves. We don't lower the bar for ourselves in any other aspect. Yeah, exactly. Go get your hair done and it's fucked up. You're not going back. Right, right, (laughs) right. Like your nails, whatever it is, like if you have a negative experience anywhere else in life, you're not dealing with that. Yeah. And yet for romantic relationships, here we are again, just like putting up with the bullshit. And it's like, for what? Yeah. To say that like, I have someone, no, I'm good. And that has taken a while to learn, but- I'm okay with that. I'll be by myself before like you're over here fucking up my life. Yeah. And it's funny. Cause I think that's really the tip that I'm on lately is I want women to, to understand that they don't have to accept scraps. Like I, I think that having nothing is better than having garbage. Yeah. Um, but the thing, I think one of the important things behind that is you have to, create a full life on your own so that you so that garbage doesn't feel like a prize you know like if you have a full life with people who love you with love for yourself with things to do and like things that are occupying your time and tension and energy then like a nigga's just like an icing on the cake you know what I mean and you're allowed to you're allowed to entertain men in whatever capacity you choose as long as you are aware of your boundaries. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. A man that you entertain doesn't have to necessarily be top tier if you don't want him to be, but also don't get into the habit of thinking that every man you entertain is going to be your husband. Mm-hmm. Like some are just for fun. And if you can recognize that and really accept that and not fall into that emotional trap, then that's okay. Yeah. And if you can't do those things, that's fine too. Just yeah. don't do it. Yeah, that's real. So we've been like kind of hitting on the, the lessons that you've uh, learned in that, in that past relationship. But I guess like if you could like, distill it down to like one or two points like what are the very specific takeaways that you learned from that experience I 100% learned to hold myself accountable um because I need to make sure that I am being treated the way that I envision myself being treated 
by a man in a romantic relationship. Um, and just learning that people are going to do what you allow them to do. They're going to treat you how you allow them to treat you and really setting a standard and abiding by those standards. And if people don't get on board, like that doesn't make you like a bitch or anything like that. It just means like you're not for me. Right. Right. Um, and just like being okay with being okay with all of that, like in my dating now and since that relationship, it's, I have been able to remove myself emotionally much quicker than in the past. Like I'm not hanging on to all of that potential. Like you are who you are and you present yourself as you present yourself. And if that does not align with what I'm looking for, what I feel like I deserve, no, you don't get to come along for the ride. Yeah, that's so real. That's so, so, so real. And I think, yeah, I think like that specifically um, is a lesson that I'm learning um, right now too. And and it's actually f- like I'm excited because I feel like I'm practicing it and it's fun. And like it does mean – say it again? I said, isn't it so fun to practice? It is because it's empowering. Mm-hmm. Um, it feels like I'm in control. I'm in the driver's seat. I get to decide what we're doing and what we're not doing, period. Oh, it should be. That's how it should be while you are dating because they are doing the same thing for themselves. Yeah, yes, yes, yes. And it's funny because that kind of goes back to like what I said during another interview recently is like, you know, act like a lady, think like a man, you know, it doesn't have all the best advice in the world. But I still think like some of the the ideas or the concepts of that phrase, at least like still ring a little bit true, because I, I do think that men behave in a way that's looking out for their best interests most of the yeah. time. And I think women do need to do that more. Yeah. I, I totally agree. Um, and so it's, I, I agree. Like it's been fun to work on that. Um, and in working on that, I've gotten responses like, Oh, like, damn, it's like that. Or like, why are you being so mean? And it's like, if you think me holding you accountable is mean, like that's a problem. Absolutely. Absolutely. And like, this is, we talk about low level accountability. Like we not even talking about like real life shit hits the fan stuff. You know what I mean? Like this is entry level. Exactly. Exactly. But no, and I think I, I, it's funny because I think, and I don't know if it's a society thing or a generational thing, but I think that accountability, um, is starting to be lost a little bit. Um, people don't want to be held responsible for their actions. They want to be able to do what they want without experiencing the consequences of their actions. And yeah. I think that in particular with dating, I think, and I won't speak for like other races, but I know, I think with black people in particular, black men in particular, like they are, they understand the dynamics of, the the marketplace the landscape of dating they know that especially if you talk about uh, a black man who is educated has a job um has never been incarcerated doesn't have any kids like he understands that he is has a certain value in today's society um exactly and so there's less uh he has to put up with um, and so, and, and I think because particularly black women tend to be more educated, are like earning more and more, um, mm-hmm. are becoming like entrepreneurs at a higher rate, like we pop in. And so if you want someone on your level, um, and if you also talk about realistically, like dating apps, like black women tend to be on the lower end of the, the dating totem pole, if you will. Um, mm-hmm. so our options tend to be more limited. It's like, no one has to hold or black men don't have to be held accountable, um, particularly in the dating arena. And and I'm I'm over it. Like, nah. Like and I won't, you know, 
I think you can talk about like the general dynamics, the like larger structures and systems. But when you talk about me on a one to one level with the me as a human being and you nigga as a human being, like I will hold you accountable. I will hold myself accountable. And if that doesn't if that's not cool with you, then we'll that's, go our separate ways. Yeah. And being OK with going your like your separate ways. And one of the things that I actually learned from my cousin, which is really pretty amazing and kind of ties in with kind of all of this, mm-hmm. um, is really like slowing things all the way down yeah. and getting to know someone. So when you remove sex from the equation, mm-hmm. and I know like that can be hard sometimes, But when you remove that from the equation and really just get to know someone on a personal level, that really like weeds out, do I really like this person? Yeah. Am I clouded because we had sex and like it was decent and like now I think I'm in love? Like what? Yep. What is happening? And so my cousin was like, yeah, I have removed that from the equation completely and it has been so much easier for me to like be like no like yeah. nigga yeah. I don't like you no that it's funny because I I think about that a lot um and I think about there's like I think it's the first season of Insecure Issa and Molly are out at dinner and Molly's talking about how she um, like is having a hard time dating. And she was like, you know, if I um, have sex too quickly, then I'm a hoe. But then if I don't have sex, then I'm a prude. And then she was like, and fuck that because like I'm grown and I want to do what I want to do. And I want to enjoy myself and be sexually liberated. Um, and I think that's that's such an interesting catch 22 because like. I I want to believe that I'm grown and I'm adult and we can we can do that and it not be weird. But like the reality is that I've not experienced a situation where I had sex with someone and my emotions didn't get caught up. Like yeah. that's not been the case for me. And I don't. Some women can be on Molly's page of like, I want to do what I want and I want to be sexually liberated and all of that, that does not work for me. That's not the type of woman that I am. And like, if it works for women, that's amazing. Like kudos to you. But for it just, that's not how I operate. Yeah. And um, yeah, I just, it doesn't feel realistic um, and it doesn't align with what I ultimately want out of life. And so. And it's funny. Cause I think there's like, I think there's like the dynamic of what should be like, if we lived in a perfect world, this is what we should be able to do. Yeah. There, we should be able to like have sex and it not mean anything and it not. And like, we still be able to get to know each other in a slow way. But like the reality is, are that that tends not to be the case not to say that it can't but it tends not to be in reality and practice um and like you just have to balance and that's also like you said you have to know who you are and what you can handle um and it's funny because I think a big part of it with me is I have to like you a little bit to like be intimate with you Mm -hmm. and so if I like you a little bit and then we be intimate I'm gonna like you a lot afterwards, like, you know, or yeah. it's going to take a big effort on my heart to not like let those emotions, you know, creep up. And I don't want to have to do all of that. Right. I, like that requires so much thought and work. Yeah, yeah. And if I'm going to have sex with you and like take it to that intimate level, I want to be comfortable in knowing that like my emotions are safe. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really good point. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's complicated. Um, 
because I also it's like and I also know my life and because like I said because I require a certain level of like I have to like you <laughs> like to to be intimate in that way with you I will go like stretches like good stretches without being intimate with somebody and it's like and then I meet someone I'm like oh well maybe we can you know get some buns going on do a buns exchange um yeah. but then I'm like well but then that's going to confuse things and then well, it was like well but I don't want to wait because I'm grown and it's been a while but you know and 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 that's something that I battle with and like trying to figure out what that like happy medium looks like for me so I have definitely worked on, like I said, from the last relationship, I have scaled back my emotions. So a couple of times, it it has actually felt really good to be like, yeah, I just like had sex with this nigga and yeah, I'm good. Mm. <laughs> like, thanks. But actually, I changed my mind. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, so it's just, it's kind of, it feels good to watch your personal growth yes, play. Absolutely. Yes, 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 yes. Well, let's move on to segment number two, which is asking for a friend. Um, so I think, oh, actually, I think I got, what, what is your, what is your current dating situation? Like you're single, right? Yes. Are you actively dating? I am not actively dating. I'm not actively dating. Um, I've done the online dating thing mm-hmm. that's the wash. Um, and I'm, I'm ready to meet someone organically and just let that play out how it will. Um, But I'm just focusing on other things. And so if dating happens, it happens, but it's not, it's not a priority for me right now. Do you think there might be a time when you make it a priority? Um, I go through phases of like, yes, I really want to date. I want a man now. Um, but maybe, maybe there will be a time. Um, I'm usually a homebody in like the fall winter season, Mm -hmm. like spring, summer. I'm like, okay, let me be out in the streets again. So maybe I'll be keeping an eye out at that point, but I don't know. I just, I'm not into it right now. That's real. That's real. It's just funny because I think um, I, I, I think that I've heard people say that like you have to be intentional, not have to, but you can be. It's a, it's a choice to be intentional about dating. And if you are like you're more likely to find what you're looking for and it'll speed up the process and blah, blah, blah. Um, and I think there's some truth to that. Um but you know, like you said, like right now, like you're focusing on other things and that's kind of where I'm at right now. But, you know, I don't I, for me, I would say I don't want dating to fall too far on the back burner. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's also not number one for me right now. But that, like you said, when, you know, hot girl summer, you know, I might come back around. We'll see. I might be out. <laughs> exactly. In these streets. <laughs> um, so what would you say is the best, best and worst part about your current dating situation or your lack of dating, if you will? Um, the best part is just, there's no, like, there's no stress. I don't feel overwhelmed with like thought of what is going on. Like, what are we doing? What is this? Like I, my mind is not, um, boggled down by all of that stuff. Yeah. Um, the worst part is that, like, I'm about to be 32. Yeah, that's real. <laughs> and, I mean, ultimately, I want those things. I mean, am I in a rush to be like, I want a ring on my finger today? Absolutely not. But, you know, eventually I would like a partner in life and in travel and just all of those things. Um but you know, I'm I'm happy with where I'm at and what's happening in my life right now. So 
That's real. So what would you tell your former self about your current dating situation? Like if you, like your former self was like, oh my God, you know, what's it going to be like when I'm 31 going on 32 and still single and I'm worried about that? What would you tell that girl? Relax. Like it's really not that big of a deal. As much as I, my younger self, like thought those things were a big deal and like would freak out about the idea of almost being 32 and single and all of these things, like it's fine. You will be okay. And life is so good. Like it's good. You're fine. Yeah. 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 That's actually really, really, um, it's simple, but it's such good advice because I think it's easy to get caught up in your head and caught up on the expectations and the standards and your biological clock and what do I want and all of this. But just to like tell yourself to chill, like, you know, everything will work out in due time. Um, And I don't feel any, I mean, I know I have grown, but I always catch myself like, damn, I'm about to be 32. And you just, it doesn't feel, I don't feel like I'm running out of time. Mm. That's an interesting perspective. Cause I, I, it's funny. Like if you were to like the idea of getting married and having, I'm 32, I'll be 33 in like a month and a half. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, Ooh, that marriage, that sounds like a lot of responsibility. Like, I don't know if I'm <laughs> ready for all of that. Like a whole family. Like I still feel like I'm 16. Like, I don't know. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, I think that's really excellent advice because I think I think, you know, people are getting married later. I think especially like single black women, single professional black women are um, getting married later, having children later, starting families later. Um, and that's con- that contradicts what society has told us, like what our life should be. Um, mm-hmm. And so navigating that and finding peace in the reality of your situation is is not always easy. No, it's not always easy, but I think that like we've said in other parts of the conversation today that it fe- that growth feels really good and recognizing that society don't be right. Girl, girl, <laughs> they just made that shit up like <laughs> they make that shit up like we're allowed you are allowed to do what you will with your life. Amen. Amen. So, I love that. Um, all right, so let's go into segment three, which is one of my favorite parts of the show, which (laughs) is the do better corner, um, where I have my guests talk about something that they've done that's either petty or embarrassing that, um, they probably wouldn't repeat again, um, (laughs) with a little bit more, you know, maturity and clarity, um, in their, in their dating repertoire, um, so do you have, can you think of a situation or an incident from your dating past that was like embarrassing or petty that you're willing to share? Um, <clears throat> clear your throat. I, <laughs> so I don't, I don't think I'm petty. Um, okay. I don't know if others would disagree with that, but I don't. Um, but like embarrassing. So I, for sure used to be a little bit of a stalker. <laughs> okay. Like I will show up to your house to like see if that's what you, you know, said you were at. Okay. Or I would um like my like previous relationship. I definitely would like be sitting out on the front porch when you got off work because you weren't ready to talk to me, but like I was ready to talk to you. Yeah. So, I mean, that's embarrassing because I'm just like, "Mm, you're better than that. Yeah. 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 Petty. No, I think, you know, I don't think I'm petty. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's funny because that's one thing that I'm starting to hear is like people don't, identify as petty um which is fair and it's funny because i i don't think i can think of a petty incident um like as we like define petty but like 
You know, there's I think we all do things that are, you know, we we might be a little bit embarrassed about or shamed about that we wouldn't want to do like moving forward. But I think and it's like I've you know, I haven't done too many drive bys, but I've definitely, you know, (laughs) done uh, a like a couple um you know because you gotta like because i need to know where you're at like you said this I and mean, i need to like validate your level of honesty right now yeah i mean honestly i think you know a drive-by every now and again in your younger years <laughs> let me clarify right. in your younger years. <laughs> that's okay that's like part of the process you gotta learn you know what i mean uh, you know, there are rites of passage. Exactly. And that's one of them. Right. <laughs> you got to roll up on a nigga from time to time just to see. You know what I mean? And then you're a grown woman after you do that and realize you look dumb. You, um. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, well, thank you for sharing that. Again, like, I've I've done that. I know other people have done that. I've been advised to do that. Like, that's not, that's not uncommon by any measure. <laughs> Um, but anywho, this has been a wonderful conversation. I think that your experience and the lessons that you learn are super universal. Um, and hopefully like people can feel like, like they can relate to your story, feel like less alone. And if you haven't been there, but like might be on the cusp of being there, learn something. So you don't have to go through the same situation that you went through. Well, there girl. But anywho, this has been lovely. Thank you so much, Rache. I appreciate you coming and talking with me today. Thank you for having me. Of course. All right, girl. I'll talk to you later. Okay. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of Situationships Podcast. If you learned anything on this episode, please share the episode with a friend. Get Situationships Podcast merch and early access to podcast episodes by becoming a Situationships Podcast Patreon at patreon.com backslash situationshipspod. You know that situationship you had that one time? The one your girlfriends remind you about when you start acting brand new? I want to hear about it. Hit me up at situationshipspodcast.com backslash story. Or email me at situationshipspodcast at gmail.com. And don't forget to connect with me and the Situationships Podcast listeners on social media. You can find me on Instagram and Facebook at situationshipspod and on Twitter at situationspod. Talk to you soon. Bye, y'all.